Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live today. Uh, face recognition on drones. FCC's trying to put cell phones back on planes. And Amazon has Thursday Night Football. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. I said niggas pop shit all the time. Me, I don't trip because they know I'm never lying. Look in between the lines, but like I leave in this prime. Shall we break down tech news and their culture from a black and, black and brown geek perspective? That is uh, my name, Stake, Sake, Mr. Uh, Joseph Badass. Uh, <laughs> uh, with with uh, something off his new album that just came out Tuesday, I think. Did it just come out? Yeah, it just okay. came out. Yeah, uh, I got it yesterday. I'm like two tracks in, uh, and I like it a lot. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, Joey's always been one of my favorite favorite newcomer MCs. Yeah. I think, you know, he bridges kind of like the older flow uh-huh. and kind of like the newer flow. He still has like that streak, a social conscious, you know, type of uh, type of uh, form. And I like that, you know what I'm saying? So there's very few of us that are actually spitting these days. Yeah, and absolutely. so he's absolutely. one of them. <clears throat> absolutely. And, and, and a great personality too. Exactly. He's, 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 he's super, super personal. He's, he's funny. Funny dynamic Exactly. Uh, you know, um, Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, we got a few things to talk about. Um, you know, Bezos is at it again. I mean, Google, whose mantra is "Do no evil," um, is, is 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 not. I'm saying doing evil, but they are doing some some dirt, maybe, or some things that weren't right. But uh, let's get into the, our 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 police state, our uh, mm-hmm. our tech state uh, in the uh, in the Trumpian world. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, we know about Trump and the wall and. And, and, and it's increased border patrol, and ICE is cracking down on, on folks and everything else. Um, but one of the things that the border patrol um, is maybe maybe doing is they're going to add f- sort of face recognition software to drones, um, and I think that seems that that could be great. I just don't know how that works in a border patrol manner if you haven't. To, to identify illegal aliens, I don't know how that works. But I mean, because they they probably already have a few people database. that they yeah have already identified as you know potential threats or criminals or whatever, um, and so they already have them in the database and the files, and so they're able to match you know the the facial recognition capture from the drone to whatever they have stored away in the database, and so I think that's kind of what they're trying to leverage with the technology to be able to, you know, use the drones, be able to have that unmanned, be able to, you know, have the, the, the heat recognition to see if people are crossing the border and then be able to even go further and be like, hey, okay, well, based on the phenotypical traits of this person, it, it could be this person. So let's let's uh, alert, the, alert the forces, essentially. So I think that, you know, spending all this money for all of this, I mean, I, I don't necessarily support it. I think that there's a better use for, you know, our tax dollars um, in terms of, you know, educational support, things that are happening within our own communities that, that actually need, you know, repair um, infrastructure that needs to be rebuilt. So I, I feel like the the finance, the financial backing of these things, I just don't see the value of it. But that's just my opinion. And I, I agree. And also, like, it's feel, it feels like it's a bit of a Trojan horse always. It's always the thing where it's like, Oh, this is for the border. We can help stop illegal aliens. Next thing you know, there's a drone outside your door. Exactly. <laughs> being, being used on me. Exactly. Right. So it's like, I mean, you know, are being used in the communities. The very exactly. communities you're talking about. Exactly. You know, to uh, 
you know, uh, and, and we'll, I'm sure we'll see an increased drone activity in certain neighborhoods and certain cities, you know, <laughs> once yeah. the drones become active. So, right. you know, uh, yeah, it's a slippery slope. I mean, a slippery slope. And like, again, we, we, you know, Trump ran on this whole idea. The thing that is interesting to me about his, his, his brand of law enforcement or enforcement or border enforcement is this is also the way fascist regime, fascistic regime, regimes work is it's kind of a bait and switch. Like you're able to sort of use all these powers of policing and, and extreme policing for those guys over on the border wall. No. But then but then all of a sudden you have all this technology. Exactly. Why don't we just use it on the black folks? Exactly. Or, you know, just use it to stop crime in Chicago, the crime written in Chicago, or whatever it is. Same thing with war, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a show on Fox, APB. We've talked uh-huh. about it on the show before where, you know, uh, a billionaire buys a police station and he, you know, d- brings on all this new technology to fight crime or whatever. And one of the new technological devices he brings in is an actual drone, which is exactly what we're talking talking about like right. it, it has facial recognition it's able to see through walls um it's able to even shoot like lasers yeah. like to capture all this information so i mean i know these are concepts that i mean it's not just theoretical these are things that they definitely want to implement domestically not just you know to protect the walls protect the borders this is this is technology they want to use on us as well so yeah. it's, it's all the in the, in the name of fighting crime, and then you know, next thing you know, who's who's the is the question. I, I'm all for uh, fighting crime, but but when when certain people are in power, the question is who's the criminal? Exactly. Who do they consider the criminal? That's exactly right. I, so. I thought this to you. So this is an interesting story though, because very seldomly do we see you know a government agency or or a piece of government that actually bullhorns outward to a private companies to develop technology to be used for government sanctions. What bad. do you think about that? Because that's that's not a, a typical thing that we see. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's all bad. I mean, this is just a this is a classic, you know, sort of Republican Democrat or you know argument. I mean, you know, look, you know, Republicans believe in quote unquote less government. They believe in uh, taking everything away from the government and putting it in quote unquote the hands of the people, i.e., corp- corporations, the rich, the rich people. Yeah, but, but specifically corporations. They feel like corporations can do what it should should be able to in the free market do what they want to do. I um, to answer your question, I just think that government has to do this stuff because you need regulation on this stuff. That's right. And so you need to be able to regulate it. If you if you outsource everything to private companies, private companies are in the business of making money. No, but that's a that's a distinction though. They're saying that hey, private company develop this for us. You bid for it, we'll buy you out and then we'll use it. That's that's what the case. It's not like hey, we'll subsidize you and pay for it, and oh. you run it through your company. No, we're gonna buy it. Oh, from I like you. that then. Oh. I like that because I, I like cause, because I, because I do like the idea of using going out and find the best technology from the best people, and then and then you know supporting uh, free market that way. But but long as the government there's some government oversight and regulation on that. Hmm. I mean, I guess it depends on what government's in power. But like you know, but long as there's some government oversight and regulation, that um, I think that's great. But if not. Like like in our next story, uh, it, it's a problem for mm-hmm. me. It's a problem for me. Like uh, for instance, and it brings our next story about um, the Trump administration and what they're doing, you know, to combat net neutrality and, and things of that nature. It's like, you know, I mean, you know, President Obama put all these things in place to to stop these giant, you know, multinational conglomerate telecommunication companies from having access to. Uh, basically two things having too much access to all your private information and browser histories and everything else and then also stopping them from uh 
controlling the speed in which you get your information and your and your and your, and your internet and allowing them to profit on oh you want you want faster internet that'll cost you three times as much. So they put all that in saying the net is one net free for everyone. Well, President Trump's administration doesn't seem to think that's the case. They 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 think that. Um, uh, as Sean Spicer put it, it's a bit of a, it's an overreach on President Obama's part to to say that you know these companies aren't allowed to test themselves in the free market. In other words, juice us for cash. So the first thing they did was overturn overturn all the stuff that he Obama had in place to stop these companies from selling our browser history, doing all these different things. Um, they think that these companies should be able to make as much money as possible and, and have the freedom to do whatever they want, even at our expense. And the next thing they're doing is going in and trying to get rid of this whole net neutrality business. Mm-hmm. So corporations could have the right to, in the free market, charge. And that's, that's the way things get better is they'll charge us for more and it'll drive up innovation. That's all bullshit. That's terrible. Bullshit. And it's horrible. And the argument is exactly that. Drive up innovation. And, hey, the more money we make, the more jobs we can provide. Wrong. No, come on, dude. Is Wrong. that really how it works? No. Nope. So, yeah, the whole fast lane, slow lane model, like the tier model of, hey, you can have faster internet buy where you have to pay for it more. Or, like, shutting people out because they don't have they have the, the right speed, so they don't have the information. They don't have the, the video file to download. Like, all that is, is incredibly um, insensitive. Um, and oppressive because information should be free for everyone, you know. And so the fact that Trump administration are are advocating like pulling back on the, on this, I think, is, is is disastrous. Number one, but I do like the fact that the Silicon Valley community, a lot of tech companies, you know, are being vocal about this issue, and I think they're raising the awareness like they once did back in 2015 before it was passed they're now kind of back on the bullhorn and kind of galvanizing people to stand by it to make sure that it's not repealed it's not changed and i I do like that so i hope that um, we are able to um, stand strong with with this position and make sure that the law as it stands now will stay forever you know right i I agree this this is super troubling of the many things on a daily basis that are troubling in the trump administration this is super troubling and it's just you know, I mean, you know the the uh, the the Mike Pence and Paul Ryan Republican wing wants to just deregulate everything, deregulate everything. Corporations will figure it out. People will suffer, but you know hey, that's the way it life is. Life will go on. Yeah, so I don't know. And then and, and Trump is sort of letting it happen because he has no ideology and he's a moron. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, Speaking of another another government regulation, another government agency, which I'm surprised Trump is going to just shut down and and uh, give it to a private company. The FCC uh, is now sort of revising and revisiting its its, uh, its its stance on cell phones on planes. They're like trying to re- they um, want to figure out a way to allow cell phone use on planes, and I think that uh, that that could be very interesting. I mean, well, first of all, just from an etiquette standpoint. And, you know, what, what do you think about this? Do you want to be on a plane with everybody talking on a cell phone? I mean, when you're on a plane, you're hearing conversations anyway. Either you're, right. you're on a plane with someone that you know and you're sparking up conversation. Or even oftentimes you meet someone on the plane and you're sparking up conversation. What's the difference? So, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, when you look at it like a plane of 100 plus people on the phone, like that could be very chaotic. But, I mean, there's already enough noise pollution on the plane anyway. So right. I, don't, I don't see the difference. And if there is a way to safely do that where it doesn't impede on um, what's happening with, with the with the cell, cell towers and the communications for the pilot, 
um, I think I think we should like it, it, it'll promote business it'll promote you know safety yeah. security with you know your family members like you'll you'll be able to have more contact I like that I, I hate the fact that I can't use my phone when I'm on a plane so yeah I, I just want to I mean you know yeah, I, I agree I, I like that I like it too um, I get that you know flight attendants and pilots in there are very much against it because they've got to deal with people they got to try to do their job off people on. Yeah, exactly Forever. on the phone or some, some loud businessman like I told the guy to F off whatever <laughs> so like you know and I get that that's annoying but listen I agree like you know I, I, I think that it does promote safety because you have you, you know you have the ability for people to you know if you see something say something right. you know to immediately and then, and then people can communicate with each other with the ground um with other planes, perhaps you know. <laughs> so, speaking of yeah. planes and and airline companies, what do you think about the whole United Oof. debacle and and the social media storm and how that's uh how that's really destroyed their profits within the last week? I mean, I, it, it, it again, not, not unlike Uber. This is like the Uber situation on crack because you know, I mean. You know, air, airline airlines are sort of billion dollar operations, but they're also really fragile. Like they, you can get like these billion dollar airlines, you give them a good week or two, yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they can, can go down. They can topple. Like, for cause, sure. they, 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 you're talking about millions and millions of dollars each day, right? Like that they're losing, and and and, and so um, it's it's a big deal. Listen, I, well, I think the uh, obviously the policy was insanely ridiculous. I think the video was was ridiculous. I don't even know. I just can't. There's a scenario. There's so many scenarios where I think and everyone thinks that, like, what if that were you? Right. Like, I don't know what I'd be doing. Like, I, I don't know. that I'd, I'd be unconscious that it knocked me out and dragged me out like that. <laughs> Without I, question. I don't know what. Like, I'm not, I'm, be, not, I'm not being I'm not dragged sitting out like, there that. like No, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, first of all, I'm walking out on my own. But I'm not happy about it. But no one's dragging me anywhere. Heck no. Second of all. I'm like, not going to be the only one dragged out. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be someone else laid out too. Like it, the whole thing is, I mean, it's, it's it's ridiculous. And then and then of course the PR nightmare of him being uh in, in, in being Asian, being Chinese, and then the, the triple PR nightmare of of his seat being given up for other you know United employees. Although flight crew had to go somewhere, I get it. It's just a nightmare. And so yeah, so they're, they're paying the price. They're they're paying the price. The, the question for you, I think, I think, but I think it's just interesting to see. I, I love what our this is a good example of our democracy or social media democracy and consumer dollars at work and how that works but i have a question for you do you think they'll recover yeah they'll recover um what to do free flights for all chinese people i mean it's just time people forget the next story will you know surface and people won't even remember you know what i'm saying and you know bill, saw, bills will trump, get saw trump got elected exactly bills <laughs> will get paid dollars will be collected you know that's how that's unfortunately that's how it works i feel like I feel like even with, I mean, we should talk about this too, even with like the whole Pepsi campaign. Yep. I feel like, you know, yeah, it's, it'll be a shitstorm, firestorm for a, a minute. You know, the, all the memes, all the tweets, all the posts, all the dialogue and banter, but then it's going to die down. And then, you know, it's not enough sustainability with our, 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 I guess, our criticism of corporations and what they do. I think that it's, it's very temporary. And I think, like, even with Uber, like we talked about this before, like, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, protest against uber but uber's still going to sustain it's still going to make millions if not billions of dollars even though they're they're sexist and racist and all all the all of the above like so i mean I, I, that's my answer to that man i feel like it's it's shameful i feel like there should be more consequence and punishment um but i don't see it coming well i mean i, I it's yeah i i agree i um i do want to ask you about since we're here 
Uh, what about that Pepsi ad, the Kylie Jenner thing? Whew. What did you? What did you? What did you make? I mean, did you read about it and then watch it, or did you watch it? And I saw react the memes. I saw memes first, and I'm like, "What is this?" Right. And then I'm like, "Okay, let me check this out." And then I went to check it out, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrible." Yeah, like it was terrible. So as a person who is a creative, and as a person who is a filmmaker, and also a person who deals with brands and, and is in this position, like. Uh, you know, why did you create that campaign? And keep it right. <laughs> no, because no. they, they paid me. That's why. Uh, well, that's I, the answer to that. I think my, my my thing with that is, you know, the ad to me is not even that bad. I think it's actually a quite ambitious and nice thing until the last fifteen seconds of the ad. So, I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think it's all these holdings just ill conceived? I feel like. I feel like you have an argument there. I feel like, you know, I, I could go with that argument. I don't want to, but I could go with that. Like, her not handing the Pepsi to the police, you know, I could you do away with that, and you just see the the camaraderie of, of the, collect, the collective elements of it, the diversity and people yeah. coming together. Like, if there was a creative way to communicate Pepsi through that without, <laughs> without the bridge between the police and... Sure. Then maybe, but I I don't want to make that argument. But I think that was definitely the kill shot. You know, yeah, that was just like the, the icing on the cake. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Okay, let me let me ask you. I'm just giving you a bunch of different different questions. Second question for you is, what if it what if it wasn't Kylie Jenner? What if it was um, Will I Am? No, God, <laughs> or whatever. Like the, 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 my girl from Blackish, the the the, the, the middle Yara? Show, the, yeah. What if it was What if it was her? Um. Still, I still think like Pepsi inserting themselves so, so direct, you know, I think, I think it should be subtle. I think brand, I think your brand story should be subtle. It shouldn't be right. direct like that. And it's just too direct. And it's too, it's, it's, the situation is already hypersensitive. And like, we already feel like we're marginalized. We already feel like our stories aren't fully represented represented or listened to. So to be able to have a brand that really doesn't know our condition. Pe- Pepsi lives matter. <laughs> they don't know our condition. They don't, they don't, they're not, they're not in the streets with us. You know what I'm saying? So oh, like, for them to be able to communicate that in such a way, it's, it's really offensive. It's really disrespectful. It is. It and is. it diminishes, you know, what, what folks are out there advocating for, you know? Yeah. So. Well, let me, let me ask you another question. So do you think it was, as a chicken chicken egg the situation. Do you think that it was Pepsi like we have we have Kylie we have we signed Kylie Jenner. Let's figure out a cool campaign around her and youth. She's young, she's crazy. Let's let's work let's build something around Kylie. Or was it like we have this we we have this campaign about, you know, so what's happening right now and then the protest movement and then the you know, the LGBT and the Black Lives Matter and the Muslims and then everything else that's happening right now and youth culture. Like, let, let, let's let's have Pepsi, you know, sort of, uh, definitely think do that. And the let's, latter and let's the find let's, let's find someone who is the face of youth. I don't know if it's a find someone. Kylie Jenner. I think maybe those two ideas kind of just blended together. Like, they, maybe they had her and they were already brewing this idea of social progressive of campaign. Hey, blend them together. Like or or maybe it did happen like in a linear fashion as you suggest. I don't know, but either way, it's terrible. It yeah. lacks creativity. It lacks sensitivity. Um, it, it lacks uh, like really appreciation for like I said the the lives of of people that are actually struggling and going through real life shit. You know, and yeah. Trying to trying to use their voice because that's all they fucking have to get shit changed. Yeah, and then Pepsi want to come in with some dumbass commercial. I agree with all that. I think my my quick quick takes on that are 
Uh, I think that like I think the I, I think the spirit in which they wanted to do that was right. I think they just started going around. It's just you can tell you can just see the the executives and cooks in the kitchen on this. Like you see the it just it just one of those things that we've been in this process. It just felt like it got noted to death. I feel like the the the, the idea of like you know youth culture is here and and Pepsi wanted to be part of youth culture and help and help this and protest culture and help this along. But the first red flag for me or blue flag I should say is. Uh, all of the protest signs with the blue kind of Pepsi-ish signs. That was like, uh, that's my first, like, uh-oh. Like, <laughs> like, why is everything red and blue and Pepsi? Like, that's not, what, what are they protesting? Uh-oh. So that was, I, I did like to have, I did like to have, they clearly, um, you know, you know gay got, folks got all, and all, trans all, the, all the archetypes. They had them all there. They had the, the Muslim lady, they had the black dude, they had the gay folks. So I, I did like that they, that they, clear, they were clear on that. They were ambiguous. Like wasn't like a, a, a you know someone who's gay-ish or Muslim-ish you know it was it was they were clear on that so they had some said some uh, some um, some courage there. Uh, the other place they went wrong obviously is the inclusion. You can tell that this is where they got noted to death that it's they don't want this to be a red state blue state issue. This one, so they feel like well, but we, cops drink Pepsi too, so let's you know let, let's let's include the cops. We can't make the cops the bad guys. They're cops. We can't make these the good guys. No one's bad. Like let's, all, we're all here together. They're just doing their job. I know. Let's have everyone drink Pepsi at the end. Even at that, that's that's kind of ill-conceived. It feels like we're trying to do too much. Either have one message of youth culture or one message of something else. But I get why they're trying to do that. But it, but in doing so, to have the face of that be Kylie Jenner, uh, sorry, Kendall, Kendall Jenner, uh, is not. You know, and that, that last shot of the Pepsi and then her turning around and cheering. And everyone like, yes, yes. Like, like emphatically cheering that they gave the pop, that the cop drink the Pepsi. Too much. No. How, yeah. did, that, how did that get, those last shots, that last 15 seconds. My uh, man was so that, happy. How did that get approved? There was one dude that was so happy that the cop drank the Pepsi. He was right. so happy. Yes. Well, the black dude yeah. <laughs> in the back, like, he was, he was through the roof happy. <laughs> he drank it. You did it, Kylie. You did it. They're not gonna Kindle. Do, right. <laughs> but the memes, man, those memes on, I, on Instagram. I actually have not seen oh any of the memes. Oh my gosh. They're just ridiculous. Okay, I, 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 They're beyond ridiculous. I gotta check those out. <laughs> anyway, we we digress. Uh Amazon will 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 next next season will stream Thursday night football games, which is a huge, huge deal. I mean obviously uh you know, Twitter had that had a little bit of that uh last year. And now Amazon is gonna have it. This is a big this is a big key. It's a big one for Amazon who is 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 um is really trying to draw people to Amazon Prime. They, 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 the fact that they're doing live and streaming live is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as, as we had some deals with them before, we didn't think that was capable, mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Now we know it is possible. No, they, they said it was possible. Oh, okay. They, well, said, they said Amazon said it was possible. Oh, well. That's I remember them saying that. Well, that's really dumb. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, there there is a... Um, what do you think of this? I think it's, I mean, it's great. I, I think this is huge. I think this is. And what, what, what does this mean for the future of other stuff? Well, I, I think I think the big the big point is that they're trying to leverage themselves, obviously, against their competitor, Netflix, and so to be able to have you know a different um, revenue stream or a different way of disseminating information, especially sports, people really have stronghold affinity to be able to do that within their ecosystem something that netflix is not is not doing and we don't have any signs of them trying to do either so to be able to have that as an advantage as leverage i think is a huge step for amazon um even though they pay 50 million dollars for 10 games um versus i think what twitter paid paid last year 10 million 
I think Amazon has the dough to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, this is this is great. This is great to be able to say that I don't have to have uh, my cable to watch football or I, I don't have to have a, a, um, a, the, the, the top box to get, you know, the, the network channels. I could just stream everything now. Yeah. Like that's huge. And, and to be able to have the infrastructure in place to be able to do other things, other games or other live events, concerts, the list goes on. And if they're going to be the front runner in that space, I say I say Netflix, watch out. Yeah, wow. Seriously. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I think that this is opens the door to other things. I mean, the thing about this is Netflix, I mean, Amazon has the money to pay because, you know, ESPN and all those other people would pay these ridiculous amounts of money to be in bed the NFL and some of those sports networks help build their whole networks. Well, you know, ESPN, although still rich, you know, and, and all those deals are, are still for a long time from now. I don't know the next time these deals come along that MT, it, it, that ESPN will have the money to pay for this next round of NFL deals. But you know, we'll have the money. Amazon, seriously. <laughs> so I mean, it, it, we, you know, we maybe have a situation where we will be watching a lot of sports on Amazon because That's they can crazy. pay for the rights. That's crazy. They're, they're not going to get cheaper. They're not. And you know, the, you know, ESPN's subscriptions are dwindling and dwindling and dwindling, and Amazon subscriptions are are rising. Yeah. And they've got other revenue streams <laughs> aside from Prime. So I mean, what what is it? Four bucks for ESPN? Is that what it is? No, it's like seven. Okay, seven bucks times twelve. Yeah. That's eighty four dollars. Your Amazon Prime subscription, $84 for the year, yep. 12 months. So your Amazon Prime subscription is $100, and you get you get NFL. Well, you don't get all sports. Yep. You get NFL, and now you get all this other shit, more value. And I think people will see that. Not to mention, you know, BSP, we've covered this too, but now that people are kind of woke to the fact that, like, there's so many sports fans who just pay for ESPN because they have to. Right. Now that there's all the options, like, I don't want to do that. And ESPN's subs have dropped like some crazy number, like like eleven percent, but that's it doesn't seem like a not lot. But as you just rolled around those numbers, that's like you know seventy million people exactly. at eighty four dollars a year. That that's, that's a lot of money. Mind. That's, that's why ESPN is yeah. steady laying folks off right, right now, restructuring, laying folks off, laying folks off. So at a certain point, they still make a lot of money, but at a certain point, they're not going to be able to afford this. Right? They're not, they're not getting fat on us just getting ESPN because we got to. That's right. You know, it's a great, it's a great business model. They had a great run for thirty for thirty three years. Yeah, a great run, but it's over now. Exactly. Yeah, I think it might be over. Anyway, um, I mean, the signs are definitely there. So ESPN needs to really figure themselves out, as uh, as Bill Simmons has been asking them to do. But we'll see. Um, what about this? Speaking of Amazon, Amazon also said they're going to they're going to refer refund up to seventy million dollars of in app of in app purchases made by children. Now, I have kids, and you know, and I, I've seen all kinds of things like this where, you know, you you, you have a son. You, you don't think he's he's there yet? Not yet. But uh, the, the, you know, you will have this very soon. Well, he'll be tapping on some stuff, and next thing you know. You bought a bunch of. I got crap. a. I got a bill. Yeah, I got a bill. Or worse, they're playing uh, whatever it is, uh, Game of War or Farm Bill or something, and they just start like buying expansions. Shit. Yeah, you're like, what happens all this? Like, it's not free. Right. <laughs> so uh, that happens all the time. Amazon's like, yeah, that's that's bad. Uh, all the ones that think are poorly designed and other things, then they're they're gonna refund that money. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess they should. I mean, because I think that, I think that there should be, you know. In the workflow of of buying the expansion pack or whatever it is that you're you're buying to continue to play the freemium version of the game, there should right. be there should be more, uh, 
I guess, I guess more protocols that require either the, the parent to put in the passcode or their fingerprint or something to be able to purchase that, not just something that a kid could easily just press a button and continue to play. So I think that's why that, that lawsuit, um, I think that's why they lost that lawsuit because, I mean, that's how it is in the App Store. If you want to buy an expansion pack, you got to put in your your um, your um, your your, I, your iCloud. Uh, you have to put in your iCloud login, or you have to put in your, your fingerprint. So I think that they need to be able to implement that technology. I think they already have, but I mean, this is from I think like two thousand. This is this is a long period of time. This is over five years of time. Yeah, because so. for a long time, you know, companies would just know that and right. try to bypass, try to figure out a way to trick people into. You know, just buying buying extra stuff, and, right. and and this is a huge business. I mean, you people wonder and watch the Super Bowl and see Arnold Schwarzenegger on a on a, on an app commercial for your phone, yeah. and like, how does he do that? I tell you, how he does that. But the, you, you download the app for free, exactly. But once you start playing, they like, got you, exactly. And, you, and, you're, and you're, you're you're spending five dollar, ten dollar, twenty dollar, spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars a year on yeah. these games. It's hard. It. And uh, you know, it's the same model as Amazon. All the folks, they, they, if they if they get you for at least ten dollars a month, that's, that's Amazon money. Yeah, that's extra. Think about that. Like yeah. you know, like they, they the apps for free. They get you for the you uh, purchase this oh with some coins uh five dollars for some coins Man. you know like in the next year for ten dollars a month that is that they're they're Netflix yeah so that that's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a small model but people make a small fortune on these things um, Google who is uh you know the, I think it's do no evil is is their mantra and they went on a whole thing about their equal payday you know um. Well, the Labor Department looked into them and said there's an extreme gender pay gap across this entire wor- workforce. Uh, only 31% of the entire workforce there are women. And of those women, only one of five have, like, sort of high-paying tech jobs. And uh, those numbers are terrible. Yeah, you know, 25% and, are in executive positions. Yes. It's horrible. I mean, I don't, I mean, so what Google argue, obviously, is that, you know, Oh, well, Google will well, Google will obviously argue that you know it is a male heavy uh, industry and, and and engineers and techs are a male heavy profession. They're just drawing from the best. Um, I get that, uh, but that is it's an excuse. It's the same excuse of like you know that oh well, there's no black filmmakers. You know, there's, there's no black directors because exactly. black people don't direct stuff. Right. So I don't know, or you know, black movies don't work overseas. So therefore, we don't we don't make them. Like exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's at a certain point the industry has to do some self some, some course correction. I think that the tech industry, someone as large as Google, surely can go into these engineering schools, college schools, elementary schools, and start recruiting and growing a new a new workforce. Exactly, I, I totally agree with that. They have the they have the dollars to be able to farm the best talent, and that talent should be diverse. It should be represented. It should represent what the society looks like. Society society doesn't look like all male. Um, all white it just doesn't so I think the brain trust should should be um, open to all people you know and all people that have the, the high that exemplify the highest of, of talent and intellect um, and I think that I mean it doesn't make sense that you know Silicon Valley which is supposed to be a proponent of innovation and change and disruption has not gotten this right yet you know and I think that hey more advocacy more 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 of us being vocal about what we want and demanding that, I mean, those stats are high for women. The same stats are high for people of color, as you as you kind of mentioned. Um, and 
I mean, I think I was just reading a Forbes article about the the top 50 uh, companies in America. Most of them are tech companies. I think Google's in the top 10. Yeah. And we look at these stats like, okay, well, all this new money and women aren't women are represented represent represented and right. people of color are not represented so Absolutely. we got we got to change that and and I will, look with the argument that you know these things take time if you go into the schools it takes you know 15 years for some of these kids to work their way through the system nope. and be able to be in there no nope. and, and and then google's 15 years old so whatever it is so maybe that makes sense definitely not but no right no we've okay. been brilliant we've been brilliant since we've been here that's right so that's right <laughs> well i agree so uh so get get, get your shit together google <laughs> right you do you do, do, you're uh there's, I, don't, I don't there's no real excuse for what's happening for you guys being as big as you are um this is a one this is a story that to me that is kind of under the radar that's driving me crazy but it's you know so twitter is, is refusing a u.s order to reveal the user behind the anti-trump account so there's there's so twitter there's, there's just some folks on twitter who are really like heavily critical and heavily you know blasting out on trump's anti-immigration policies and um and and other things and so i mean i don't want to say secretly but it's not really reported um the department of homeland security uh you know went to twitter and was like we need to know what's going on who, who's buying these accounts that sounds like some trump definitely shit right there like definitely who's who's on this twitter account Go find them. Right. I I, I own you guys. Uh, right. Department of Homeland Security. Go find out. And so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, so Twitter, Twitter filed, filed a lawsuit, filed a fair lawsuit to block an order by the U.S. government, demand demanding to review who's there behind the account, and they and, and they and they won. Yeah, they won. So I mean, the, the the underreported thing here is that like, who gave that order for to to go into Twitter? Who sent the Homeland Security into Twitter? You know, to find did. out who. Whose Twitter account this is? You know who that did. seems a little excessive. <laughs> hey, but I mean, th- think think about who's on Twitter all the time. Who got the Who got the Twitter thumbs? That you know, so he's like, he probably, he probably saw it and he was like, you know, we got to stop this now. <laughs> what do I have? Homeland Security, get over there. Right. Get over to San Francisco. Shut them down. Yeah. Like that's insane to me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. So anyway, I, I don't he, know why he literally he literally tried to turn his Twitter his Twitter well it's the Drake line Twitter fingers into trigger fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Homeland Security, bring the heat. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's the Drake line. That's a good one. Yeah, I I've not I, that story is like to me super underreported. That's an underreported story because that is like just feels screams of abuse of power. And anyway. Yeah. Um uh, but I mean, guess when you're when you're launching 59 missiles on Syria and and and, and, and Russian uh, cruisers are headed towards, we're heading for some sort of conflict with North Korea and Russia. I guess uh, the whole that's creation on Twitter is a small, small thing. Man. Anyway, um, uh, so our boy Jeff Bezos is in the flight suit. He's out. He's posing out in front of Blue Origin, the Blue Origin space capsule. Uh, yeah, out in Colorado. Um, and uh, he said that this is the new crew capsule. It's going to take tourists out into space. They've got comfortable seats, lazy boy style requ- lazy boy style seats. Uh, it, it'll be wonderful. It'll be perfect. Um, I think this is all fantastic, except for the fact that I'm never going. <laughs> Look at that capsule. Who's getting in that thing? I'll get in there. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, that thing is dope. That thing is going to the on the tip of a rocket that's getting blasted into space with with trillions of tons of jet fuel underneath it. 
No, thank you. But you'll get in, the, you'll get in the plane, though, that has thousands of gallons of jet fuel right below you. I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you. I think it's fresh, man, that you can actually go into space. You can see you know, the atmosphere. You can see the curvature of the planet. And you could also be in, in the no-gravity zone and be floating and stuff. Sure. I think that's fresh to death. Even though when you come back down to Earth and you have to deal with the gravitational forces, they say three hours after you land back on the ground, you're going to throw up. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Your whole, your whole organs are <laughs> exactly. just like, ah! <laughs> that's They've crazy. been floating around up there for so long. That, you know. No, thank you. Hey, Let man. me know how it works out. Hey, man. Hey, we might all be taking trips to space, you know, in the next 20, 30 years. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, this kid, this is interesting to me. Like, I don't understand how this works. Um... Uh, this uh, a teen wrote hashtag Black Lives Matter on a college application a hundred times and got accepted. Do you know the story? I do. What happened? Tell me about this. I mean, so this 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 kid, I forgot his name, but I mean, he's he's definitely he's always been socially progressive and advocating, you know, for uh, equal equal rights for people of color um, in the specifically in the Muslim community community and in the Black community. And so what he did was to try to bring more awareness to. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement, which is a movement that he is intrinsically connected to and stands by, he essentially wrote it a hundred times on his on his college application, and he he's arguing that you know it's not about the why, it's about the what, and so he communicated it the what a hundred times, mm -hmm. and it it I guess because of everything that they knew about him prior that they accepted him, and so he wanted to then obviously use. The attention that he was getting, the platform that he had to bring more attention to BLM, and I think that he even did a TED Talks about it. Um, like he's done, you know, major tweets, major posts about it. But I think it's just it's super cool that he used his. And he said it was risky. He said he, you know he he'll do this. He may not get accepted, but he tried it, and it was a way for him to to leverage the the some of the messaging points that Black Lives Matter movement is about. So that's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, not, 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 and not, a, not African American kid, by the exactly. way. So it's, it's, and it's I think a, the connection for him is because he's Muslim American. He says there's a lot of Black Muslim American people within his own community that he's friends with and has right. strong connections and ties to. So for for him, it's close to home because he has he has a relational quality to it because they're within his own religious community, and he sees the. The parallels between that and what's happening. So that's yeah. right. That's, that's, that's good. Well, that's fantastic. Um, before we get out of here, I want to talk to you about the uh, the streaming wars are heating up. I thought it was over. Like the 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 the, the demise of Spotify and Title have been greatly exaggerated because I just when I thought Apple Music has won the battle, Spotify, who is still uh, we talked about two weeks ago how Drake's album debuted and it it was. Killed, killed, killed on Apple Music, um, uh, and still in way more than did on Spotify. Even though Spotify's user base is uh, is larger, well, Spotify is doing this thing now. It's, it's been a big, huge deal with with UMG Universal Music Group. And if you if you're on premium, you can get some albums two weeks before uh, free users and other users. So if you're a Spotify premium, you get albums two weeks ahead of time. Two weeks is a long time. I mean, I, I, you know that that's kind of cool. Yes or no? I don't know. I don't think it's cool. I mean, if if you are big on exclusives or you big on getting the first of things, I want to. I'll stand in line right. for the first new iPhone or the first I mean, pair the of Jordans. The Jay Z Jordans. record comes out. It's my example, it's the title, but whatever. 
or whatever record comes out, I can wait two weeks. Like okay. if it if it if the requirement is for me if if it, if that is the incentive rather for me to pay for a subscription because I'll get the content two weeks before it's not a big incentive right I mean but I get it I, I mean it's incentivizing incentivizing the the customer base that already has it to make them keep it right. but it's not going to turn me over to get it I'm not right. going to get a subscription because of that huh would you uh, I'm see I'm I'm I'm, I'm you know. I'm, I'm, I am a uh, an early adap- an early adapter uh, adopter. Uh, I am a uh, you know I, I am a a, um, a FOMO kind of person. So I, I could be tricked by something like this. I'm I'm a fool. I might, be tri- <laughs> I, might, I might be tricked by this. I like the idea of getting something two weeks early for something I'm already doing. Um, will it make me go back to Spotify? I don't know. <laughs> um, but here's, here's another question for you. Uh, your boy Jay Z. Decided he's gonna test something out. He pulled all his albums off Spotify and Apple Music. Hey, more power to just him. just to see just to see if, if folks are gonna come listen to his stuff on title. Now he's obviously his record's done and it's been his, 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 it's coming. It could drop any day. It could be in, could be in your phone right now. But uh, I think this is just a move to sort of see what the, he's still testing out this exclusivity model on title, which I don't like. I don't like the ex- exclusivity model. Um, but the question is, you know, is this the future? Is exclusivity the future, or is it, or is it like Spotify's trying? Is it early release, like like okay. like like, like uh, Life of Pablo ended up being, or is it exclusivity, like you know, like like uh, Lemonade and some other stuff? I think it's very similar to how we see it on you know our our with our television with the streaming platforms. Like you're going to get content on Netflix that you're not going to get on Amazon, and so you have to decide. Who, Play, PlayStation does it. Uh, exactly. Xbox does it. You have to decide what you want, who you want. So I think that if you're a fan of Jay Z and that's the only source, I think that's smart for him. And if you really want that that music, then you gotta go. You gotta subscribe, or you gotta figure out another way to get it. Um, but I'll leave you to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what to do about this. Like, I can't pay thirty bucks a month for three different. Subscription services. I'm not getting rid of Apple Music. Apple yeah, Music, I love it. That's not getting never rid of Spotify. I already got rid of. Yeah, Spotify's out of here. Spotify's already out of here. Title. I keep going back and forth. I've never it. had title. I go. I go. I, I get it. I've had it once every every four months that it's been around. So you'll get it for you'll get it for that exclusive release, and then you're Something out. Something will drop. I'll get it. Pablo drops. I'll get it. Lemonade drops. I'll get it. When Jay Z drops, I'll get it. That's kind of it. Yeah. Um and I guess that's good enough. They, they're getting they're getting at least thirty dollars to my money. They're getting a year's worth of my money, but they're getting some of my money. So I don't know. I think it's smart for him to do that, and we'll see if it works for him. I'm sure it will, though. Hopefully, yeah. the album's killer. Yeah, I think the album will be will be uh, one for the ages. I think the album will be fantastic. But uh, so that's it. Just no more Jay Z for you. Well, you've already have all your stuff is already. On, on, on files, other other by other means. Nah, I don't but. even have. I mean, I don't even have that anymore. Um, so, so how you? Well, what, dang, I mean, what you gonna do about Jay Z? I don't know, like, because usually you I, go right now. It is all my, all my stuff's off. No more Jay Z, right? Because I either put it on the playlist, it's offline, and when I get to it, I get to it. I can't remember the last time I actually searched for it, but it, there are records in my some of my playlists. So if they if those records are now off now, like that will be kind of messed up. Like, I guess I mean. In a way, it's good business. You, he's forcing people's hands. Like, you really want this music? Well, this is the only place you can get it. Yep. And you get it for 10 bucks or whatever the amount. Of, what is the amount of title? I forgot. 
It's twenty. No, he's it's same. He's, it's, he's got a a ten dollar one, and it's twenty for like the higher yeah, quality, right? For the high fi high fidelity ones, right. like fifteen or something. Maybe it's twenty, but it's like it's it's, it's, it's up there. Uh, which I'm still not buying that either. Hey, hey, but I think Spotify is starting to develop that as well and to create that as another tier and put that, integrate that in their tier model. Hey, that you can pay a little extra more, you get better quality as a way to kind of, you know, shoot, shoot back, fire back at title. Like we have that too. Is it that much, is it that much better quality though? Hey man, if you stand in line for, for an iPhone or for, for some shoes, like what's the, it's the same logic. <laughs> yeah, well, too. It's the same logic. I'm a sucker. Uh, well documented, well documented sucker. Okay, uh, that's all we got. I think that's it for us. Um, anything else? Nah, man, that's all I got, man. Okay. All right, well, that's all I got too. I guess we will we'll see you next time on BHL. Where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. Where can they find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Joe K Braswell. Twitter and Instagram at Joe K Braswell. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, well, I'll talk about it later. Bye. <laughs> From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff. We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.